0: Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor, to bring the service provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of world team tennis, hard true has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. Your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, July 15th. It's been a good week. For us tennis fans, you look at the action we've been treated to across the globe, and you've heard me say this on every mini-break podcast this week, but it's not often. You are treated to three WTA events, three ATP events, four ATP challengers. Sincerely, if your goal was to watch 24 consecutive hours of tennis on any of the first four days of this week, the tennis calendar delivering you the goods to do just that, and of course there have been so many fantastic matches, so many notable results, what we've tried to do here this week on the mini break podcast has helped sift through all of the action, and of course, that is what I'm going to be doing again today. I want to run through all of Thursday's most notable results, give you all some players, some storylines to monitor as another championship weekend unfolds on the ATP and WTA Tour. Of course, the reason we're able to do that day in, day out here on the Mini Break Podcast is because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our Crack Rackets Patreon family, and of course, from our friends over at Tennis Point. You all know if you're looking for any updates in your equipment, whether it be rackets, strings, grips, shoes, socks, shirts, any sort of clothing, whatever it may be, you can find it all with our friends at Tennis Point. If you go to tennis-point.com, use our promo code CR15. Upon your purchase, you'll get 15% off your order. Free, two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. We are eternally grateful for the support we get from our friends at Tennis Point. The least we can do, ask you to subscribe. Support them as well. Tennis Dashpoint.com. The promo code is CR15. One other content note for all of you before we get into Thursday's matches. It's been a really fun week of Great Shot Podcast episodes. If you've missed out on any of them, you can find them all on the website, crackrackets.com. We've had David Kane over these past two days breaking down some of the most interesting WTA players to watch throughout the hardcore summer. We talk Sabalanka, Rabakina, Kostjuk. Kennen, and more. It's a fantastic conversation. I know all of you are going to enjoy. We divided it into two parts. You can all go find it, again, over on the Great Shot podcast feed. You can also, on Friday, find a conversation I have with Tennis Abstracts' Jeff Sackman, where we talk about the players we think are most capable of ending the run of Novak Djokovic, stopping him from accomplishing the history he is chasing, both winning the Olympic gold medal for the first time, winning the U.S. Open, and thus securing a calendar. Grand Slam for the first time since Rod Laver. We also talk about all the developments in the 2021 analytics surrounding the tennis world. I know you will all enjoy that. So again, find both of those podcasts on the Great Shot Podcast feed. You can find all of our content. On the website, CrackRackets.com. With all of that said, let's talk about Thursday's matches. And again, this podcast is going to be on the shorter side. We've had a lot of content here over these past few days. Don't want to overwhelm all of you listeners. You have to watch 12 hours of tennis, plus listen to 6 hours of content to keep up with everything. But again, here is your update on where things stand through Thursday across our 6 WTA and ATP Tour events. Let's start with the action in Budapest. You know who I've got my eye on this weekend? 24-year-old Angelina Kalanina. Now, the talented young Ukrainian has been on a tear really since the start of 2020. But if you want to narrow that down even more specifically, since the last 52 weeks, she's 38-12. and over that time period. Now, a lot of that success has come on the ITF Tour, and you look for Kalnina over this stretch of time. She won 25K in April, 60K in uh, April as well the following week. She then wins another 60K on the clay in Montpellier in June. She wins 100K on the clay in in July. She's been playing outstanding tennis. And you even look at her WTA level results of late. She's thirteen and six over the last fifty-two weeks. She played qualifying at Wimbledon, made final round. She qualified at Roland Garros, beat Kerber in the first round before getting knocked out by Danielle Collins. She's, you know, again Uh, was able to make uh, the Lynn's main draw back in November as well. She's been working her way towards that top 100 and with that win at the 100K to start July, she cracked the top 100 of the rankings for the first time. She entered this week at number 95. She's going to move up to a new career high. Right now, number 86 in the live rankings as she reaches the quarterfinals in Budapest. Straight set win over Kalinskaya in round one. She follows that up on Thursday with a 7 Five six three win over Bernardo Pera, what makes Angelina Kalanina so dangerous? Simply put, we talk about it all the time here at Crack Rackets. She's got the sort of firepower to play on her terms. And it's simply put, tennis is an easier game when the match is on your racket. And you look at these numbers over the last 52 weeks, and again, there's a lot of ITF noise thrown into this mix as well. But in the WTA-level matches she's played, she's making about 66% of her first serves, winning about 60% of her first serve points, 49% of her second serve points 49% of her return points as well that sort of success is going to help you win 76% of your matches over this span of time and 68% of the tour level matches you've played and a lot of those are qualifying matches but Still, you know, for Calanina, how do you break the top 100? You have success at the 25K level, then the 60K level, then you win 100K, then you go play qualifying at the WTA 250 and 500 level events. That's precisely what Calanina is doing now, and you're seeing the success she's had at the lower level translate to the highest levels because, again, firepower for her, that's never been the issue. She can hang with top 100 players. For her, it's been the consistency, the match in, match out, being able to sustain sustain. sustain that firepower, being able to, you know, play a little bit of defense against an opponent who can match your firepower, but then ultimately turning that defense into offense. I like the forehand, really like the two-handed backhand she's got. And again, you look for her over the past couple of seasons for Kalanina 2018 in primarily, again, ITF events. She goes 40 and 17. 2019 was a bit of a step back, played a bunch of WTA-level qualifying to start the year, then had to go back down to the ITF level to earn some points. Had some success doing so. 34 and 26 she ends that year strong then 2020 again 11 and 11 overall a lot of that is because of the WTA level events she played to end the season here this year she's 34 and 7 a mix of success at the WTA level as well as success at the ITF level kalanina is a player on the rise and again turn 24 in february no it's not the rapid development of a player who's probably going to be a top 20 top 10 grand slam competitor but this is the sort of development that helps you make a living as a professional tennis player going from the outskirts of the you know the top 150 into solidly solidifying your place in the top 100 being able to play WTA level main draws earning the prize money that comes with even a first round loss in those events compared to the ITF level so really really nice week for Kalanina she makes her first career WTA quarterfinal let's be honest she's gonna be the favorite tomorrow against Pana Udvardi the wildcard of Hungary so opportunity to make her 1st semifinal as well, put some serious points under her belt, move even higher into that top eight. And again, hard courts are always going to be a a surface her game thrives on. So for her to be well positioned heading into the hard court summer, Kalanina absolutely one to watch. Again, she is a winner over Bernardo Pera in straight sets to advance to the quarterfinals. Another straight set winner on the day, Danielle Collins, 7-5-6-love. Collins has dealt with so many injuries over these last few seasons, but quietly 20-11 and here. Over these last 52 weeks, ranked 49 in the world, made third round Wimbledon uh, French Open before getting knocked out by Serena, loses second round of Wimbledon, 2-0 to Victoria Golubik. Of course, Golubik ended up making the quarterfinals of the event, so that loss certainly appreciates with value. She loses last week to the eventual champion, Elena Gabriela Russa, 7-5 in the third set. You look at some of her other losses this season, Serena, Kennan, Pliskova, Kasatkina, Sviantek. Kanteve and Teichman, those are eleven under those are eleven losses of a player who then considering she's won her other twenty matches, that's like top thirty level. It really is. And when Danielle Collins is feeling comfortable and healthy and hitting the ball big as she did yesterday against Rika Lusalayani it's just really, really tough to beat her, and she looks comfortable moving on the surface when she swings freely. She just has plus firepower, and you know she can also mix in the moon balls and play throw garbage at you, and of course again, mentally as tough of a player as tough of an outage as you're gonna find good win for her did not played a shaky first set won the first three games then lost the next four then you know end up winning what uh, four of the next five and you know then bagels her in the second set that's Danielle Collins in a nutshell when it looks good it looks really really good I'm keeping my eye on Collins as well because obviously she can do damage on the hard courts if she's healthy this summer the rest of the WTA tour will be put on notice but Again, those were two notable results. You also had wins from former top junior in the world, I believe former junior U.S. Open champion Dama Golfi over Shmodova 2-5. Udvardi, as mentioned, upsets number 6 seed Sasnovich, 7-6-6-2. 2 to advance to the quarterfinals. Your quarterfinal matches tomorrow going to be, uh, I believe, Putin-Seva taking on Kozlova. Golfi against Danilovic. Udvardi against Kalnina. Collins against Ormachea. It's a fun set. It's a really interesting – again, if we can get with the golfy resurgence, Kalnina playing super well, Putin, Seva Collins, your top two seeds. It's a really fun quarter, uh, quarterfinal, semifinal weekend shaping up. In Budapest, that's WTA result number one. Again, that's the one I wanted to break down. That was the one I was watching most closely yesterday. We'll move now, though, to the action in Prague. You look at the round of 16 matches that were completed yesterday. Only uh, two of the four go three sets. Storm Sanders ends the run of Nadia Perez-Diaz. She gets the 4-6-6-3-6-1 win. Another good win. I've mentioned her all week. Talented young Chinese player. Xinyu Wang, a 3-6-7-5-6-1 win over Leong to advance to, I believe, her first WTA quarterfinal. Expect a tweet from on that from me shortly. Of course, Krejcikova, 7-6-6-4 win over Bonaventure. And then Hrith Minin, a 6-3-7-6 win over Gasanova. That sets up tomorrow's quarterfinal round matches. You've got, I believe, uh, Kuzmova taking on Martin Sova. Minnen taking on Sanders. Min taking on Yu Wang. And then Barbara Krejcikova taking on doubles partner Katarina Sinyakova. I'm going to say it now. That's your match of the day, probably, on Friday on the women's side. Of course, we'll be back Friday to talk about those matches. But should be a fun day of action in Prague. And then, of course, finally, last but not least, we have the action going on in Lausanne. You look at where we're we are at now, again, round of 16. They're a little bit behind because there was a ton of rain. There was, you know, a, a bunch of round of 16 matches played yesterday. It was supposed to just be the second half, but ultimately, you saw number one seed tomorrow's Danzig in advance in straight sets. You not, saw number five seed Caroline Garcia, a three-set win over Astra Sharma. Your other winners on the day, Zanevska, Clara Burrell talented young French woman. Three-set win. Uh, you also had a win from Steva over Paolini and then you had a win from Branzetti who knocks off the number eight seed Blinkova. 6-1-6-2 you look for quarterfinal matches scheduled for tomorrow. I think they still have to finish a couple of round of 16. I think Z- Zinevska's around behind. I believe Fiona is a bit behind as well, but they've got Zidanzik versus Branzetti. They've got Clara Burel versus the winner of Fiona Farrow and Alicia Parks. They've got Vikelnsteva Oh, I think she does take on the Zenevska vogel winner, and then, of course, you've got Diaz versus Shorji, and then you've got Garcia, uh, or I believe Garcia, yeah, who beat Astra Sharma, uh, or is playing Astra Sharma? It's unclear to me, but she's taking on, or the winner of that match takes on Zarina Diaz in the quarterfinal round. Anyways, that is where we are at in Lausanne, three fantastic tournaments, all wrapping up this weekend. Let's flip gears to the men's side now, but before we do that, let me tell you something that will help you flip gears when you're ready to do some grooming in the bathroom, when you're ready to just, you know, again, perhaps move on or you're getting back out there post-quarantine, you just haven't taken care of your body as much because you're not going out as much. You just haven't thought about these things in a while. Well, let us help you think about these things. Let me give you an easy decision to make. You want to get involved with the best when you are doing your below-the-waist grooming. You don't want to mess around down there. There is no margin for error and that is where our friends at Manscaped come in. They offer the best in men's below-the-waist grooming equipment and offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. In fact, They just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. And you can join the over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their below-the-waist grooming needs. You use our exclusive offer now with promo code NEWBALLSPLEASE at Manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free for worldwide shipping on your order. Again, that's with the code NEWBALLSPLEASE at Manscaped.com. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Make grooming time your favorite time in the world. In the bathroom manscape.com. The promo code is uh, new balls, please. With that in mind, let's switch gears now, talk about the ATP action we've seen unfold. We'll start with the 500 in Hamburg. Shout out to you, I suppose, Benoit Paire. Not something we've gotten to say often here on the Crack Rackets podcast during this 2021 season as he's 6-24 in his last 52 weeks into his second quarterfinal of the year, only his third quarterfinal since the start of 2020 as he uh, advances in, uh, I believe, uh, in in Hamburg, excuse me, I don't know why I blinked out there. He advances in Hamburg with a win over Juan Pablo Vargas, 7-5, 7-6. Pablo Vargas has played really, really good on the challenger level. I thought he was going to win this match, but credits to Pear, man. Served big, backhand looked good, made enough dr- drop shots. I think he enjoyed the crowd there as well, got them engaged in the match. Benoit Pair does his thing into the quarterfinals and you know now he's going to take on Federico Delbonis who knocks off Albert Ramos Vinolas for the ninth time 9 and 4 in their 13 career matchups two of the best clay court uh, grinders in the business 3 and 6 win 4 Delbonis you also had straight set win from Pablo Carreño Busta 7 5 6 3 over talented fellow Spaniard Carlos Taberner, then the deuce Dušan Lajevic. that forehand is landing this week folks and he's got time to hit it it still is as big of a shot as you are going to see 646763 he earns the victory over another challenger superstar in alex malcan that sets up tomorrow's quarterfinal matches. Of course, the highlights. Stefano Tsitsipas, your number one seed. Taking on sixth seed, Filip Krajinovic. Krajinovic always dangerous on clay, but of course you'd expect Tsitsipas to get through that one. You've also got Nikolas Basilashvili taking on another dangerous clay quarter. in Laszlo Giray's had a ton of success at the challenger level. A ton of success at the ATP level on clay as well. Probably the favorite in that match. You've also got Pear versus Delbonis. And then Kareno Busta taken on the deuce that's your action in Hamburg we move now over to Newport shout out to Kevin Anderson he reaches a quarterfinal of this event as well I believe actually you look for him because they're around ahead excuse me semi-final of this event for Kevin Anderson when was the last time Kevin Anderson made a semi-final did so in Vienna at the end of last season before having to retire against Andre Rublev but you look for Anderson now 17 and 16 in his last 52 weeks of course you know went down played the Nottingham Challengers to get some warm up on the grass courts loses to Djokovic in straight sets at Wimbledon but has come out swinging here and gets a really quality win over Jack Sock six seven six two six four Sock breaks Anderson first or excuse me I think Anderson breaks Sock first but Sock gets that break right back they trade breaks early is the theme early in that first set Sock comes up with some good returns a great passing shot uh to a two uh, handed backhand passing shot down the line to earn the the first set and then you know again for uh, for Anderson, though, just relentless pressure punished every sock second serve. You remember the length and just. You know, again how proficient he is off of both wings and he's not a great volleyer but he's much better sense of when to move forward now obviously than he did early in his career and just the weight of his shot and his ability to hit a first volley particularly on this grass court he's got a lot of open court to work with and you really just have to make the first volley to open court on a grass court and then your opponent either has to come up with something spectacular or more likely than not you have won the point point. and Sock did come up with the occasional spectacular shot but more often than not Anderson won the point. Sock took an injury timeout down f- uh, 4 5. Anderson serving for the match in the third set, but Anderson's able to come back hold at 40, or maybe it was at ad, I think it was forty thirty though, that Anderson's able to hold to close out the match again, For second semifinal for him since Vienna, working his way back towards that top 100, and actually, let's see, with this result, Kevin Anderson into the semifinals here, back up to number 100 in the live rankings, I figured he might be, he is indeed with the semifinal, one more win, he gets to the finals, he will be back into the top 90, I think we all know Kevin Anderson's best, is certainly that of a top 90 player, but that was result number one yesterday in Newport. Result number two uh, belonged to Sasha Bublik, who advances to another semifinal, this time 6-2, 6-4 over Jason Jung. I mean, Bublik was just better then Jung at anything, everything. And, you know, Jung didn't quite have the firepower to disrupt Bublik's rhythm. And then Bublik had plenty of time to tee off, do the things that he does. Now, I know he's 31 and 27 in his last 52, but you look here in 2021, 26 and 17 has now made quarterfinals well made the final in Antalya, made the final in Singapore, quarterfinals in Miami, quarterfinals in Madrid, quarterfinals in Eastbourne, now semifinals in Newport, that's a top 30 player, folks. That's a guy who should be in the mix, who should be seated at slams. And obviously, hard courts always going to benefit the big-serving Bublik. Look for him to make a big run this summer. If he ends up in the second week of the U.S. Open, again, if he's disciplined, I don't think that should shock anyone. It's curious with Worth press. We've said it before. Um, give me Sasha Bublik. To, uh, give me Sasha Bublik to win his first ATP title in Newport this week. Bublik ultimately advancing to the semifinals, where now he will face Kevin Anderson. And what a slate of opponents. You go from Ivo Karlovic to Jason Jung to Kevin Anderson. Gotta love it, folks. Got to love that Newport draw. But anyways, those were your two quarterfinals. They play the schedule a little bit differently at Newport. So you've got your two other quarterfinals tomorrow. Could be Two really good matches. Jensen Brooksby into his first ATP quarterfinal, looking to make his first ATP semifinal. He'll probably be favored, honestly, against Peter Gojewicz. And then Jordan Thompson, Max Cressy, fun conflict of style. Clash of Styles. Cressy obviously looking to make his first ATP-level semifinal as well. So that is a fun one to watch in Newport. And then finally, we've got the action over in Bastad, And you look uh, right now, quarterfinal matches set up. It's going to be carbeas Vania vs. Gambos. Kasparud, uh, I think it's the withdrawal from Henry and Federico Correa versus Christian Guerin, definitely a fun one. Then the battle of the college players, or former college players. Yannick Hanifman, former standout All-American national champion for USC taking on Arthur Rindernack, uh, quarterfinalist, former All-American out of Texas A&M. Of course, it is worth noting that Kasper Ruud today, 0-2 victory over Holger Rune. He crushed him. And that's a bad result for or rooney because certainly you would expect, again, after losing to him as, comf- er, as definitively as he did, I think it was 2-1 and one earlier when they played in uh, either end of 2020 or I think it was earlier this season, uh, you'd think maybe Rooney makes the adjustments. But again, he severely struggled on his second serve. Rude was able to tee off on that ball, take control of points, and he really just didn't have answers for the pace and the heaviness of the Casper roode ball. Um Look, a credit to Casper He's your number one seed here for a reason. He's a top 10 guy on clay for a reason, but 0-2 is an extreme result. Have to give a shout out to Carbeas Benia. 6 3 6 4 win over Fabio Fognini. Just continued to grind. Sets 1, sets 2, sets 3. Fognini was furious. He dropped that first set. His level picked up significantly in set number 2, but... Corbea Espina stayed the steadier of the two and ultimately made the match physical, earns one of his typical good round of sixteen wins here. Uh in Bastad. Your last one was the Gombos upset of Emil Roussevori, six two, six four. Roussevori is not comfortable moving on the surface. And when he's in the center of the court, he can dictate and he looks really, really good, but that fluidity, again, the lateral movement, that's going to be what limits his ceiling because the game, the weapons are there, but the better he gets his movement, and again, he's still really, really young. We did a whole next-gen 2.0 thing on him, and I still think he's got top 50 upside for sure, and I think he's going to get there absolutely, maybe even higher than that, top 30, top 20 perhaps. Uh, but unless that lateral, you know, again, Gombos got him stretched in the outer thirds, had big enough weapons to put pressure on Roussevori, and Rusevori is not the player on his back foot that he is when he's on his front foot. So ultimately, Gombos able to advance, but those are your, uh, those are your results. This on Thursday on the ATP and WTA Tours, of course, Friday, again, should see quarterfinal matches at all six of these events, and then ATP Challenger action as well. So, of course, as always, easy plug here, Tennis Channel Plus, get it, trust me, makes your life as a tennis fan significantly easier. Also, livestream.com ATP for all of that ATP Challenger action, of course. Again, if you have missed out on anything from the past week or you're ready to start looking forward towards the summer hard court season, you can find all of our Cracked Rackets content, previewing and discussing everything that's happened and or will be happening in the tennis world on our website, CrackedRackets.com. Like, rate, subscribe, review to this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast, and all of our CR shows. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westhoff for the... Of an editing job they do day in, day out. A shout out as well to our friends over at Tennis Point. Remember, it's tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15. With that in mind, for Super Producers Fligner and Westa, for our friends at Tennis Point, for all of us here at both Cracked Air Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say? Hey, that's the break. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.